Well, this is exciting, isn't it? Hello, Jess. Hi, Gabby, Tom, Ed and Dave. How are you? Good. Well, Well, this is team safeguarding. Um, For a long time, I think we've really wanted to connect a little bit more with our parents. And this is our first um, dalliance. Tom, is dalliance the right word, do you think, to use in this circumstance? Yeah, I think it's just got the right level of um, weight. Wait, okay. Um, it's our first dalliance into the world of broadcasting. And I think what we're really aiming to do is, or I say aiming to do, it could all go very wrong, is to tell you a little bit about us, why we're here and what we do. And I think that the concept of safeguarding is quite a difficult one to grasp, isn't it? And I think we say that we exist in order to keep the young people at Wellington safe. But I think that's such a broad remit. And I think it's why we also rely on a lot of other people in the school to help us. Um, so I think if um, I was to think of an analogy, I would say that we're almost the conductors of the safeguarding orchestra and that the members of the staff within the school are, are the players of the music. Um, and they help us to deliver uh, what, what we hope will be a really safe environment for our young people. Um, what I'd really like us to do this morning, though, is I'd really like us to think about our roles within the safeguarding team. Um, and I'll, I'll go around and ask you to introduce yourselves and what your particular responsibilities are. Um, and so, Jess, I'm going to start with you, if that's all right. Absolutely. Um, so to parents, I'm Jess Goves and I'm the assistant deputy head safeguarding. Um, so what does that mean in reality? Um, I suppose kind of Dallas number two. Um, and very much uh, sort of involved with the uh, safeguarding team and the pastoral team. Um, but I suppose two really important hats that I wear is one is head of online safety. Um, so we've introduced an online safety team this year. So really leading on the strategy of um, online safety involving the curriculum, uh, reviewing policies, um, and really ensuring that staff and pupils are well versed in um, keeping themselves safe online and particularly, obviously, for us as staff to keep abreast of what's going on in the online world. Um, and the other thing that I look, oversee is the supervision um, and supervision of our housemasters and housemistresses, um, which is a really important part of um, provision, I suppose, of really ensuring that that body of uh, people, our pastoral leaders, have a space where they are able to professionally develop, to reflect on their own practice um, and to get emotional support when they need it, too, um, because uh, parents, I'm sure you are aware, you know, they are working uh, nonstop and flat out to ensure that uh, your children are uh, safe here. Um, and I suppose that leads nicely to, to you, Dave, because you oversee that housemaster body. I do. Thank you, Jess. So hello, everyone. I'm David Walker. Um, I'm deputy head pastoral and I oversee the, the houses. So um, where Jess supports um, from offering that sort of uh, safe space to, to talk and to, to mull through issues. Um, I'm the person with sort of the overall responsibility in the school for um, for houses and um, work very closely, obviously, with the HMs and um, meet very regularly with them and um, talk not just about sort of house management issues, but also about individual pupils within their houses to make sure that they're safe and well and flourishing and that we're supporting them as best we can. Um, I also have a, a sort of uh, another 
team um, helping with that, what I sort of describe as the, the pastoral team, um, which is made up of the health centre, Tracy Coles um, and her team of nurses down there in liaison with the GPs um, and the physios and, and, and other sort of myriad uh, support people there. Um, so I work very closely with Tracy and with Jenny Griggs, who is our head of student emotional health and well-being, and she is um, the lead on the mental health side of uh, support. Um, so the team of counsellors um, uh, primarily uh, underneath her, working to make sure that every single Wellingtonian is supported in the best possible way. So, um, yeah, trying to coordinate and conduct that sort of area of school life. Um, and I, I don't know who I'm going to pass on to but Ed you're looking at me so uh, I'll pass on to you Ed. Always want to look at you Dave and um, I'm uh, uh, Ed Venables I'm in charge of admissions uh, at Wellington and, and many of you will have come across me uh, from that perspective and actually it's quite important actually because the the obviously all of the pupils hopefully will have come across me in that um, respect and I hope the pupils will have seen that the admissions team are a friendly face uh, when people start uh, their journey into Wellington. And I think that's one element that I, I want to play on the safeguarding team is just is actually be another person, slightly neutral person, maybe for pupils to talk to, um, for staff to talk to as well, just for advice. Obviously, I'm also liaising very closely with lots of prep schools. Um, and actually, it's a lot of information gathering about uh, the safeguarding issues that prep schools are facing uh, and that we're facing here and, and just that constant dialogue, which is really critical um, in the whole process. Um, I'm also one of Jess's supervisors and, and absolutely love that role that I play uh, in talking to um, talking to HMs and um, you know just being curious as to and, and helping them uh, sort their thoughts out around this when they're when they're involved in, in difficult things. Um, yeah, that's it for me. I, I'll pass over to Tom, I think. Thanks very much, Ed. Um, my name's Tom Wayman. I'm the assistant head pupils, which is a new role and one which is facing in many exciting directions towards pupils and their behaviours, um, also towards parents and supporting them and particularly towards the pastoral team. But the the scope of the role in safeguarding terms means that I'm in a position to often connect up some aspects of disciplinary behaviours with how they overlap with safeguarding causes or consequences um, to work very proactively with any colleague, um, although it tends mostly to revolve around the houses in looking at, again, some of the environments and relationships out of which we can have some really interesting and educational conversations about behaviour, about the relationship between those behaviours and safeguarding concerns, and also then to bring in parents um, in, in a way that hopefully uh, enables parents to see that their child's well-being is thoroughly interconnected with the well-being and and behaviours of others. So it's a broad role. Um, it, it, it has a disciplinary edge to the spectrum that sweeps right the way through to a pastoral um, alertness. Um, and it also stretches 
through to transitional work, which I do with Ed and the admissions team. And it also means that it's a, it's a pan collegiate role. So it, it allows me to roam around um, to all sorts of areas, one of which, of course, is the Health and Fitness Club, which takes us nicely on to Gabby and her role. Thanks, Tom. Um, yes, I'm from the Health and Fitness Club. I'm the operations manager, so I am nowhere near as eloquent and delightful as Tom to listen to. Um, but my remit, um, everything that we do is has to be around keeping the pupils safe. But we have so many users of our facility that are young children in swimming lessons. We hire our astro pitches to young football groups. So our safeguarding eyes have to be open to everything. And, you know, we have to remember that safeguarding is also vulnerable adults, which could even be staff members that we work with that are possibly having mental health issues. Um, or in our case, we have a lot of members that are, are very elderly and suffering from dementia um, you know, which which could manifest into aggression. So my role is 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 it's it's very broad. It's very broad. The things we deal with. And, and even um, at present, we're dealing with an issue where one of our members has transitioned from male to female. And we're having to deal with the backlash of, of people that don't quite understand that. You know, so, yeah. Thanks, Gabby. I think it's been interesting. A lot of our parents listening to this will probably be members at the Health and Fitness Club um, and they may not have realised that we have to have a safeguarding lead down there. And the fact that we've got a health and fitness club that is attached to the college and has got members of the general public in, I think, does pose some unique considerations within safeguarding that we don't often think about on a day to day basis. Absolutely. And, yeah. and then we have the lets when the pupils aren't here. So we don't we don't ever switch off from safeguarding. You know, it no, is that, not, that's an interesting perspective. It's an interesting point, isn't it? You know, when I started this role 13 years ago, we certainly didn't have to provide safeguarding lead for the holidays. Um, and as you all know, we are on a rotor basis now so that if parents or students or those who are here using our facilities in the holidays do have somebody that they can get in touch with. So the role has changed quite a lot over that time, I think. So I think, Tom, you win the award for the best segue there into, um, you know, leading into <laughs> to Gabby. But thank you so much. I think what comes across really strongly there is just what an amazing team that I have to work with. Um, my my role in safeguarding really is to think about the short, medium and long term strategy of safeguarding within the college uh, liaise with lots of external agencies. Um, and that can be around support for young people, but also looking at where we can benefit from the expertise of getting an external viewpoint um, and also ensuring that our staff and our students are equipped with the, the training and the learning around safeguarding as well. So. Um, it's it's a really interesting landscape, isn't it? I think all of us thoroughly enjoy our work within safeguarding. And although it's it's a challenging area, I think we, we all see how rewarding it can be um, when we're, we're helping the, the, the students as well. When we were talking about how we might sort of frame this first um, podcast to parents, I think what we really wanted to do was think about how it might really benefit parents and thinking about some of the challenges that they might be experiencing as parents and 
that have got a safeguarding element to them. So I'm just wondering what sort of thoughts have you got around that? What sort of areas do you think that our parents might be finding difficult? And Jess, I'll go to you first. Yeah, so I suppose navigating particularly that online space um, is challenging. It's so fast paced. There's a new app invented all the time. And actually, I think some parents can feel quite lost with that. Um, and I really liked the theme of Safer Internet Day this year, which we um, kind of marked in February, which was really to ensure that we are having conversations with the, our young people about what they are doing online, because I think increasingly online and offline experiences are really integrated. You know, our young people are on a mobile phone, a laptop, um, and they're on it a lot. Um, so I think actually parents sometimes feel that they don't necessarily have um, the knowledge, the background of what, what actually are they doing. So I'd really, you know, encourage parents to, to talk to your children um, about what they're doing. You know, so some young people are genuinely making friends online um, that obviously they've never met. Um, so there are dangers around that. But equally, there are a lot of amazing things that they're doing online and particularly um, in an educational uh, sphere. Um, there's tons of uh, stuff that they could be doing that are really is really effective. Um, and I'd really kind of like to give a bit of a shout out to the national online safety platform that we uh, sort of introduced this year, which parents you have um, full use of. And I would really, really recommend um, going on there and just looking at the resources that are on there. There are little guides. There are short webinars that are only about five minutes long. Um, yes, there are webinars that are much longer, um, but actually there's plenty there. Um, so if you want a guide on, you know, what's TikTok and, and how can I protect those? And I think more, more and more that I'm seeing that these apps in the light of the online safety bill are having to think about um, parents informing parents and ensuring that parents have kind of controls over that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, highlight that as a as a really wealth of resource. But but also obviously contact me <laughs> um, if you want to know a little bit more about that. Brilliant, Jess. Thanks. I think we, we've all had a go at some of the courses, haven't we, on the um, National Online Safety Platform? And we've all really enjoyed what we've we've done and mm -hmm. we've all learned a lot, either from the perspective of a parent, actually, or um, from a designated safeguarding leave perspective, too. So Absolutely. thanks. Thanks, Jess. That's incredibly helpful. What What about you, Dave? What What would you say? I think I'd probably um, see this through the sort of the lens of, of mental health, actually, in terms of safeguarding our um, young people and, um, you know, considering what we've seen in the last couple of years, particularly coming out of COVID, is an increase in in every area i think of of um uh mental health uh, is issues there um low mood anxiety self-harm um disordered eating all of those i think we have seen an increase of and i think that's so difficult for for parents um and for us to um to, to actually sort of try and navigate together um because a, a it's often invisible in the early stages so it's not you know not like a physical injury that you can you can see and identify and also i think the difficulty can be or the, the challenge can be that there is uncertainty around this whereas you know when i sapped my acl last year i knew that it was going to take a while but 
with a bit of physio, I was going to get better. And I think one of the challenges that um, we face alongside parents is the uncertainty and the questions I have sometimes coming through of, is this going to live with my child for their whole life? Um, and the answer is, in the same way with a physical injury, if you if you get help, no, it won't. You know, we can um, we can help support and we can we can move through this. And we see plenty of examples of of young people who have struggled maybe in third and fourth form and have flourished and, and flown as as happy, thriving sixth formers. Um, we see that. But I think it's very easy as a as a parent. Um, when you're when when you're confronted with this, not to see that. Um, so my advice really on that is just to talk to the school and come and work with us. And and any concerns you you might have, um, we might be sharing them, or we might bring a concern to you first. And um, you know, just to work together is is the first thing. And the second thing is uh, again really difficult. But um, if you are confronted with with a mental health challenge. Um, is to absorb that in, in a, in a, you know, as, as calm a way, um, as validating a way as possible to, you know, to not be shocked and not to be scared, even though you might be shocked and scared at the time. Um, and just to, uh, show that young person, your son or daughter, that, um, actually you are the adult and able to, to cope and help and support there. Um, I think is really important as well um but we can help with that if um if you come and talk to us about it um should we say in the same order um I'm I just, yeah to, i was just going to piggyback on that a little bit dave as well by saying that just with the physical injury um if you ice it and um you know look after it straight away the chances of recovery are much better and i think that what we all need to be really aware of is that with mental health, early intervention is really important in, in terms of successful outcomes. And so not to sit on something that you might have a concern about, but to maybe act on it as soon as you can um, is really, really important as well. I was going to I was going to build on that, actually, because having been a, an HM myself um, and now a parent of, of teenage boys, it, it's so different uh, um, sitting in those two different camps. And as a as an HM, you just really appreciate communication from parents, and you know that um, you know that you've got access to resources, you've got a lot of knowledge, and you can really help. And you see the people in in your house in a, in a sort of slightly different way. It, being a parent now for me has just been. In, in a way, you know, you've got a lot of knowledge, but you don't want to patronise your children, and it's this really difficult. Um, position to be in and I do think the HMs can play a big role in actually helping you in these in this journey you know for me particularly worrying about not not worrying about now but trying to give the information to my children that I know that I've got experience of that's not patronizing to them but I know is going to help them stay safe in future um, and it's a really difficult line to tread and, and I think that you know the resources that, that that the school can provide on this have been amazing um, and, and I know that the school's been amazing at actually sort of helping the children learn for themselves. But it's just so interesting to talk them through the situation. Um, and, and it's, you know, as a parent, it's never easy. And I'm going to definitely say that. I'd, I'd pick up on the complexity of parenthood as as a real 
<laughs> fact. Um, broadly speaking, over the last, what, 30 years, socially and culturally, we've moved as a country where all sorts of unconscious, neglected and overlooked behaviours have been surfaced and made self-conscious, apparent, explicit and labelled as deeply damaging in, in, in every institution and in every walk of life. And what safeguarding is now providing students, parents, teachers and indeed society with is, is, is a language of alertness um, and a language of anticipation. Um, and for a parent, that can be quite overwhelming. It can be quite daunting. Um, and as like Ed, a parent of, of some, of, of, of some uh, routinely uh, complex adolescence myself, um, it's, it is always valuable to be in a position to acknowledge the complexity of the situation your son, your daughter, your child is in. Very rarely does a behavioural moment which has a safeguarding element to it have a simple or single um, resolution or root cause or outcome. Um, I think what the school can do in, in, in what I'd call cooperative liaison with parents is always to provide the widest possible spectrum in which the event, if it is an event, or the behaviours, if we are talking about behaviours, or simply the well-being, if that's what we're talking about, can best be understood. Um, the responsibility that parents give us the privilege of investing in their children, these are, this is a busy boarding school, even our day pupils will be here for um, regularly over 12 hours. Lots of things are going to happen in this kind of environment. Um, and it is absolutely uh, both a thrill and a challenge to be in liaison with parents to manage the best outcomes for, for the children. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And I think that one thing that I think we really want to get across as well is the fact that we all want the same thing for the young people in our care. We want them to thrive and flourish here. And that journey that we go on with parents and I think it's really important that all parents realize that from the outset and that every decision that we make has got that young person at the center of, of the decision that we try and make um so yeah thank thanks Tom and, and Gabby what what would you say what would you add I think for me um like I say at the moment I'm, I'm dealing with an issue uh with with elderly people not understanding lgbtq plus issues um and a lot of the staff come to me so i'm not a parent but um being sort of the older member of staff at the health and fitness club i do sometimes feel like the parent to a lot of the staff and, and a lot of my staff are aged 16 to 18 so they are the same age as the pupils um and we have an amazing um advisor that comes to the college um nikki ryan who the students can speak to the staff can speak to so I've arranged a meeting with Nikki for some of my staff that have had to have difficult conversations uh, with these older members. <clears throat> but I'm sure it, it can be very difficult for a parent. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you are, are sort of in my my age range, you know, the 40 to 50 age range where, you know, LGBT was only four letters back then. And now we've got Q and plus and and. 
you know, I, I do find it difficult to understand. But <clears throat> from having conversations with young people, um, one comment I got was, um, thank you for not making a big deal about it. You know, and I think sometimes we can rush in and, and try to help so much that it becomes too overwhelming for the young person. Um, so really just sort of listening as to what they need from from their parent, from their teacher and, and how we can help them without without being too, you know, sort of too quick to rush in, really, I think. Yeah, thanks, Gabby. And I think um, you raised Nikki Ryan there. Um, and Nikki is a resource to all of our parents as well. So if you have got um, an issue that you'd like to work through in that spectrum of LGBTQ plus and you want some advice and um, some tools really around how to have a conversation with your son or your daughter about um, uh, something around that area, then please do get in touch and we can link you up with Nikki, who's, who's already done some great work with our parents. Well, thanks, team. Thank you for sharing your your coffee and uh, and your biscuits with us this morning. I think Gabby aged us all by about 20 years there by saying that she was the older member of the health and fitness club. And I think that probably most of us on this um, uh, meeting are older than Gabby. So uh, we would be absolutely ancient down at the health and fitness club if we were to, to work down there. But it's, it's always brilliant. We, we enjoy our meetings together and it's great to, to share some of our thoughts with you this morning. And what we'd really like to do is encourage you to get in touch with us. If you've got any topics you'd like us to cover, anything you'd like to know more about, um, or even if you'd like to talk about an issue as a parent that you've dealt with and, and that you'd like to offer some, um, some knowledge and, and some advice to our parents, then we'd love to hear from you. So do get in touch with us. And thank you so much for, for listening to us. Have a chat this morning.